This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X-ray listener, best-selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at xraylistening.com. Welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast. With me today is Antonio Meza. And um, I'm delighted to have him here because we had a fascinating conversation the other day. Antonio, would you like to introduce yourself and what you do in relation to collaboration, please? Thank you, Judy. Uh, as you said, my name is Antonio Meza. I am from Mexico and living in France for about 10 years now. And I currently work as a graphic facilitator and also as a trainer and coach. Regarding collaboration, I find the work of graphic facilitation a fascinating tool to help people to collaborate in a better way. And just in case people don't know what graphic facilitation is, Mm -hmm. how would you summarize that? How would I summarize it? I would say I am a translator of complex concepts into simple visual metaphors that people can connect with and they can use it as well to remember what they said or what they understood in a given event. Mm -hmm. And these visual metaphors are often drawn live during the event. That's right. They can come as diagrams, as cartoons, as mini stories, as symbols. Uh, anything that in a graphic language can be used to uh, compress and to communicate what people are saying, the exchanges, the feelings, the stories that constitute an event, for example, a seminar, a brainstorming session, um, a training program, different kinds of events. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as an enthusiast for metaphor, I can... Uh get all excited about uh, graphic facilitation. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a, a brilliant thing to do. And, and I just wish I could do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I bet you can. You just need a little bit of the right training. <laughs> ah, now there's another. We better not go down that route or we could get completely <laughs> diverted. Um, right. So um, to pull you back to the theme of the Collaboration Dynamics podcast, mm-hmm. when you are collaborating at your best... You and well, that's like what? Ooh, that's like it's a it's a bliss of a state. It's a state of flow. Mm-hmm. You can totally say that it's a state of flow where I lose track of time, mm-hmm. where I am in a very I'm very much like a like an open ear with a hand drawing at the same time. An so open ear with yeah. a hand drawing at the same time. Yeah, I'm listening all the time. I'm, I'm very attentive, not only to what people say, but how they say it, the emotions, the enthusiasm, the energy that they use to, to say it. Um, I'm very attentive to the stories and to the metaphors that people use naturally while they're speaking. And I'm also paying attention to all the images and references that uh, explode in my head, uh, triggered by what people are saying. 
And then I just feel this urge to share that with them. So then I draw it. Mm -hmm. See, open ear mm -hmm. and a hand drawing. Yeah, together. And image, images and references explode mm -hmm. in your head. Yeah. And is there anything else about how those images and references explode like that? Yeah, it's a it's a very it's a very interesting experience. It's, a, it's a getting a little bit of a high as well. So when you invite me to go there, I just want to go there and stay there, right? <laughs> so um, let me see. It has to do with what you have lived, what you have read, everything that is in your head, what you have acquired in your life. In, in this case, in my life how that connects with what people are speaking about or questioning about the points of uh, the triggers I would say are the points of conjunction like the you know is, is imagine like neurons connecting making this mm -hmm. this little sparkle between neurons that's why that's how I see my mind and the collective mind in the group there all sorts of different sparkles happening. And when these sparkles happen, then, then what I see are like, not like sketches, but like the, the very beginning of, a, of an, like a very rough draft of, an, uh, of a visual mm -hmm. idea. Um, and if it's exciting enough, if I've, feed it and I think that is exciting enough for me and for them then I started I started drawing about that mm -hmm. so it needs to be exciting enough mm -hmm. somehow I feel it also in my body that that this is well it can be fun it can be relevant it can be interesting or all of them together and if it's all of them together even better um, and you know, since you're very interested in metaphor, and I'm, when I'm doing graphic facilitation, I'm also fascinated by metaphors. When I listen to a metaphor that that I think that uh, encompass something that uh, that is relevant for people in that specific moment, then I just feel this urgency to share it, to to put it in in the page, in the board and to feed it back to them because I know that they will connect with it. Mm -hmm. And whereabouts do you feel that urge? I feel like laughing. I feel like, like smiling, laughing, and because it's a surprise, it's like a gift. And I mm -hmm. feel it also in my, in my stomach. It is, there's, um, there's a very strong sensation in my in my belly. Mm -hmm. So strong sensation in your belly, and mm -hmm. you feel like laughing and smiling because it's like yeah, a it's, gift. It's like a gift. It's like a, it's like somebody told me a great joke, mm -hmm. and if somebody told me just a great joke that made me laugh, I, I want to share with somebody else. Then I want to then I want to tell the joke mm -hmm. <laughs> to myself too. So is is that kind of is that kind of feeling? Mm. And that's what happens when it's exciting enough. 
exciting, interesting. Um, I love when a visual, a symbol, can communicate something in a very deep way, probably even without the need of words. Mm-hmm. And if it's without the need of words, even better. Mm-hmm. When I'm doing graphic facilitation, I also write a lot of things. I put all sorts of labels and titles here and there. Um, but that's like a second step for mm-hmm. I first get the, the image, I get the, the symbol, the cartoon, the character, something, and I put it there. If I think that is clear enough, then I'll just leave it like that. But oftentimes, I, then, I will re, then I will use language to help people to read what I'm, what mm-hmm. I'm putting there because I also know that not everybody will, um, will understand exactly the same meaning that I, that I think I'm portraying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it has to be interesting, has to be exciting. It has to be, I, I think, yeah, I, I come back to the idea of a gift, like something that, that something that inside you will find all sorts of things, like a metaphor normally is charged with all these um, different meanings. And for me, um, a graphic symbol is like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's a bliss state, a mm-hmm. state of flow, and you get a little bit high with that. Yeah. Is there anything else about that? Well, I hadn't thought about it, about it yet. Um, I like connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And I like connecting with groups of people. Um, that's also why I also do public speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm doing graphic facilitation... I don't know. I feel like I'm in the middle of a dance room uh-huh. mm-hmm. and everybody's dancing with me and I'm dancing with everybody. And therefore, I, I'm, I'm super happy in this dance party, mm-hmm. which is a dance of ideas. Mm. So everybody's dancing with you and you're dancing with everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. And is there any, yeah, what kind of dance is that dance when everybody's dancing with you and you're dancing with everybody? Well, I guess that's depending on what we are we are talking about, and depending on also the mood of the of the group, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the, everybody's offering me something, some energy, some smile, some even if they're just speaking for me, and I'm, I'm like dancing with them. So I receive that, and I give something something back to them. Um, so it's not like a one-on-one dancing. It's more like a free movement, some, some, like a five rhythms kind of dancing. Mm-hmm. So free movement, five rhythms kind of dancing like yeah. that. Yeah. And that's the kind of dancing, that's the connecting when you're doing graphic facilitation. Mm-hmm. Is that the same or different to the connecting with groups you do when you're public speaking? Uh-huh. When I'm doing public speaking, it's very similar, but I have the intuition there's a slight difference because when I'm doing public speaking, normally I I I have the content. Mm-hmm. I am 
I know what I'm speaking about and I'm giving them, I mean, I'm giving it to them. Mm-hmm. Of course, they are feeding me back also with, with energy, with smiles, with clapping, with questions, with uh, facial expressions. Mm-hmm. So now that I think about it, it's very similar, but it's like the other way around. Mm. It's like the other way around. And when I'm doing public speaking, I am offering the story, I am offering the content, and they are giving me back, sometimes with, with language, but very often in a nonverbal way, that kind of feedback mm-hmm. that I suppose I give as well when I'm doing graphic facilitation. That's mm-hmm. interesting. So when you're public speaking, they're giving you back. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing graphic facilitation, you're giving them back. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. And when you're doing graphic facilitation, it's like a dance, like five rhythms, that kind of dance. Yeah. And you're dancing with everyone and everyone's dancing with you. Yeah. And there's that sparkle between the neurons and the triggers of the neurons connecting. And there's that exciting and uh, that urgency to share it. And there's that feeling, feel like laughing and smiling and the feeling in your belly and all of that. Mm -hmm. And you're like an open ear and the hand drawing. Mm-hmm. I guess also with feet because I'm dancing. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Is there anything else about all of that? Yeah. There's something else. Um, there is aesthetic pleasure that is, that part is for me, that is, that part is a gift from me, for me, then I can share that with the others, but is that secondary? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess out of all of this, I, I, I get the gift that I get is the opportunity to do something that I love, which is drawing. And the group, the people, the my clients, in a way, they are giving me all sorts of gifts for me to have a blast of a time drawing. Mm-hmm. and composing something um, that I'm really having a lot of pleasure doing. Mm. So that's a gift from you to you, mm-hmm. and the people are giving you that gift. Yeah. Mm. They're, they're participating into that gift. And yeah. you're having a blast. Drawing. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I... I really enjoy that people can pay me for that. (laughs) (laughs) And when you're in that bliss state, Mm -hmm. all that happening, that state of flow, you lose track of time, there's that gift from you to you of that aesthetic. Yeah. And that having a blast, all of that. Mm -hmm. And that between you're, you're dancing with everyone. Everyone's dancing with you. There are all the, the sparkle and the triggers and the exciting and the urgency to share it and the gifts like that. Mm-hmm. And an open ear mm-hmm. and a hand drawing. Mm-hmm. Is there a relationship between the open ear and the hand drawing? They 
collaborate together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they definitely function uh, together because there wouldn't be graphic facilitation without one or the other one. Mm-hmm. The hand drawing just by itself could be anywhere drawing anything. Mm-hmm. And the open ear could be just somebody listening to anybody anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this when when I am an open ear, I'm also like a sponge. I'm, I'm absorbing all sorts of ideas and, and emotions and energy from people. Mm-hmm. And as you were asking me the question, you, I had this image. It's also like a, like if I was hunting for butterflies. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're in this garden, in this beautiful garden, and you have a, a net and you're hunting for butterflies. You collect one and another one and another one. And once you have enough, then you put them all together in the, in a, in the same space. And you can watch them together. Mm-hmm. You can watch them functioning together. It could be butterflies, could be also uh, like tropical fish, you know. Mm-hmm. You have a big tank of water and a bunch of colorful tropical fish and they move together and it's the relationship between them that gives you the pleasure. It's not it's not every single fish or butterfly in itself, but what they do together. So when I am an open ear, I'm collecting all this input. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's what happens with it that triggers the, the drawing, the diagram, the... Uh, whatever I'm going to do. And the hand drawing is the output. Is The hand drawing is what allows me to share, not with my voice in this at this moment, but with, with images, with hopefully pleasant and funny images mm-hmm. that invite people to connect to, to the concepts. Mm-hmm. So it's the ear that's collecting mm-hmm. the fish or the butterflies. Mm-hmm. And when you have enough, then it's that it's the relationship between the fish or the butterflies. Yeah. Then that then it's the hand drawing. Yeah. Like as I was speaking, I thought, yes, if, if I was looking at this fish, at this tropical fish, and then I'm not a hunter anymore, but I'm like a, like a Japanese painter, right? Mm-hmm. And I see this fish in the pond and seduced by the colors and the movements of of the fish, then I can come with some calligraphy or with some abstract painting. So it's something new, but it's created out of the movement and the relationship of this beautiful creature's movement. Mm And it's a bliss state, a state of flow. Yeah. And you're having a blast. And people pay you for it. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) It's like having one of the best jobs in the world. Hmm. And is there anything else about that whole process that you'd like to add to uh, the picture? Well, yes. Once the the result is out, 
then I really enjoy when uh, when I get feedback from people, when people look at it and they connect with it, they make a comment or they just laugh or sometimes they even clap. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that means the connection is done, the, the, the loop is looped. Um, because they offer that to me, I transform it into something else, I feed it back to them, and they, and it resonates with them, mm-hmm. connects with their brains and their feelings. Mm, and then the loop is looped. Then the loop is looped. <laughs> <laughs> and when the loop is looped like that, then what happens? Then what happens? then it becomes memorable for me and for them. But then I feel that I am a facilitator, not only for understanding, but for comprehension. Mm -hmm. So I know at that moment, I know that they comprehend something deeper than thoughts. Mm. They comprehend something, yeah, beyond the, the rational minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had feedback about that from people that review my drawings or my sketches afterwards, even weeks or months after the event. <clears throat> and just by looking at it, they, they can reconnect to the content and the experience mm-hmm. they had. So when the loop is looped, when I when I received that feedback, those, those laughter, the claps, or uh, or the comments, I know I was part, not only part of an event, but I made that event memorable for them. I suppose I'm helping them in a way to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a trainer myself, I also know that People can have a great time during a training and then days after is like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big challenge for, for trainers, not only how to transmit content, but how to offer an experience that will stay in people's brains and hearts. Absolutely. So that they can take the content a step further and they can integrate it into their lives. And when they can integrate it into their lives, then, then a change happens mm-hmm. and they're growing. So when the loop is looped, then I feel that I helped for that process to happen. And I, and I think they're growing and I'm part of that process. Mm-hmm. And as we're coming to the end of our time, before we finish, um, how much of what we've just talked about did you know before we started? Not a lot. <laughs> um, this no, this conversation has been a great experience of exploration for me because I'm I'm connecting the dots inside of me about how how what I do is so important for myself, but also how I enjoy it and. In a way, how do I fit into a learning system? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that is that is interesting for me. Is is the first time that I put into those words a lot of these ideas. And having put it into those words and connected those dots, what difference mm. does that make? It makes it more clear for me, so I can communicate better about what I do uh, with other people. So I will be very interested in having a recording of this mm-hmm. conversation. Um, so there's a benefit for me, which is more clarity uh, as I speak about what I do. Um, And also, I think now I can position myself or I can understand myself better while I'm doing it. So that's going to be interesting. Next time I do graphic facilitation, how if if I am just inside of the flow and then I don't think about anything else, or maybe I can also go into some sort of meta position and, and, and evaluate or, or feedback myself. Um, that's, that's going to be interesting. Mm, I should look forward to hearing what happens. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so before we finish, if uh-huh. people would like to contact you and find out about what you do, how can they do that? Thank you. I have two websites. The first website is for my coaching and training work. Um, it's called acrobatas.com. So it's like acrobat, but acrobatas in plural S and with a K, A K R O B A T A S dot com. And if you're curious to see what I do as a graphic facilitator and as and as a, as an illustrator of books and presentations and cartoon illustrator. Then I have another website called antoons.com, A-N-T-O-O-N-S.com. Brilliant. I'm sure people will be rushing to those sites to find out more about what you do, because it sounds like such a joy. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Trudy. It's been a real delight uh, talking to you about it. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks a lot. I absolutely loved doing that interview, as you possibly noticed. Um, It's just magical how vivid and... uh, colourful, I suppose, for want of a better word, Antonio's metaphors became during the course of that interview. And of course, we'd expect that because he is a graphic facilitator. He is he deals in metaphors all day, every day. Um, he's listening for metaphors and so on. What I hope you're grasping in the course of this series of podcasts, though, is that metaphor is not just something special that only um, artistic people like Antonio do. In fact, metaphor is absolutely the stuff of thought that everybody thinks in metaphor. They just may, may be less, more or less aware of the metaphors that are underpinning their thinking and driving their behaviour. And even somebody like Antonio, who does deal in metaphors all the time, has only limited awareness of their own metaphors until they're asked about it, asked about them. And when he became aware of them, of course, he started making them more vivid, making them bigger, um, bringing them to life because that's what he does for his job. Um, But just as at the start of the process, we weren't talking about... um, collecting tropical fish or anything like that. We we were talking about a hand and an ear 
collaborating together. Do you see how a relatively simple metaphor that you might not even count as a metaphor when we get started gave us an entry point into a hidden world of metaphors that even Antonio didn't know was there. And that, I think, is where the fun starts. That's why I love working with metaphor and why I would strongly encourage you to, to do so too.